This spicy episode of WTF Landia Radio Show is not brought to you by DL Chicken Shack. But if you know it's good for you and you've got a high tolerance for heat, then you'll want to check out the Down Low Chicken Shack on Commercial Drive in Vancouver. You, my friends, can thank me later. And this episode is not brought to you by McDonald's. Don't you dare put your lips on that sh- The views expressed at WTF Landia are not to direct, guide, or sway public opinion for entertainment purposes only. WTF Landia Radio Show. It's your girl, Char Michelle. Welcome, welcome. And since we're on the topic of, well, Negroes and the N-word. So yesterday, I've been on a roll, folks. I've been on a roll. Let me tell you what. I have been producing content for WTF Landia for 48 hours straight. This, because I have some extra time on my hands to flex my thoughts on the use of the word, the N-word. And, well, I went to uh, record an episode yesterday in regards to 
Joe Rogan, none other than the Joe Rogan. I've been trying to take his podcast marketing dollars for the past, I don't know, since I started this show, WTF Landia Radio. Uh, I don't know, two years now? Will it be two years? It will be two years in April, folks. April 9th to be exact. Now, I realize I've been giving you all some room to take in all of the other podcasts that I've recorded underneath this here one. And that's also because I've been working on my sports knowledge on a wonderful network called the Can You Dig Sports Network. And uh, we've been... Uh, I've been kind of figuring out how to, well, I've been volunteering my time, trying to maximize my skill set, and uh, I tell you what, I'm in love with reporting on sports, but you know what, my natural disposition is to come and talk politics. Why, you ask? Why, Sean Michelle? Well, because I studied politics, that is what I majored in in college at the very own, Palooza's very own Washington State University in Pullman, Washington. And uh, I, well, I just naturally feel drawn to reading the news and talking about it. And because the news for Americans have been so sketchy the past couple of few years, I figure why not talk about it? And uh, here we are talking about it. And also because, you know, a lot of this political news is affecting me personally. Whether it's Joe Rogan's compilation of the N-word used that triggers off some very personal N-word use. Uh, in regards to my own personal life. Uh, or it's, you know... The fact that politics in America was so devastating at a time that, you know, racism almost flared right back up like a psoriasis sore. And so I have been given the gift to uh, talk about these subjects in a very, well, Char Michelle way, WTF Lavender way. And let me tell you what, if you're just new here and you want to take sound bites of everything I'm saying, Feel free, but I didn't title it WTF Landia for nothing. <laughs> it is supposed to evoke WTF. In fact, yesterday when I finished publishing the Joe Rogan interview, or yeah, Joe Rogan compilation uh, story of my take on everything. I added it to my Twitter. Now, Lord knows, and if you've been around here before and you're not new, then you know for a fact that my strong suit isn't social media. I don't know how to tag properly. I don't know how to do it properly. On my personal Instagram, I post so many selfies, it feels, well, like a selfie photo book. And that's just me saying, hi, I exist. And my face, I like it. I like my face. That's kind of what that says. I don't WTF. But it is what it is. Okay? I've got 3,000 people on there or less that like that face too. Okay? (laughs) 
way less. That's just me. Okay, it's me. I like it. It's just only me. But, uh, yeah, so going on to Twitter is not much uh, different. It's not a lot of selfies, that's for sure. But it is a lot of trying to figure it out. And I decided to tweet out the episode, the Joe Rogan uses the N-word episode. And I said, I titled it, I captioned it with the 60 characters we get to use. I didn't do all emojis, which I might just should do from now on out because, well, maybe that's better to get people to look into it and press play, figure it out their own self instead of giving them a segue into what you think. See, when you're an artist and you're trying to tell people what they should see or what they should take out of it, sometimes it feels, well, vulnerable. Anyways, I put a single mom of three knows uh, black, single black woman, mom of three, knows what to do with Joe Rogan's 1% of his salary. And uh, I was hoping that Joe Rogan and or the guy who owns Spotify would click on it. So far, I'm not sure. So far, no no dice. <laughs> I said, no, I said, uh, single mother of three and fellow Spotify podcaster um, black queen something of that nature knows what to do with that 1% of Joe and it's true I know what to do with Joe, with 1% of Joe Rogan's salary you know what I know what to do with 1% of the salary that I'm it's nothing I don't know how I'm scraping together nickels but I know Lord knows and hopefully when it's all said and done we'll just be laughing we will We'll be laughing at this. We'll be saying, oh, remember when you had 1% of nothing? Well, you have 1% of the kingdom of God and financial approval from, you know, from my hard work and skills. And see, if Joe Rogan can make upwards of 100-something million off of Spotify, well, so can this honey sweet golden voice, right? Share this with your friends. Anyways, that right there after I sent the tweet out I got some retweets and I got well uh, another person slap on an episode of Joe Byron using the word Negro and in all fairness he did use the word Negro and Negro doesn't feel derogatory Okay, to me. That's just me, though. Because there was a time, and that's when black folks were referred to as Negroes. Um, and there was a baseball league, and, and this specific reference was a Negro league. And so here's the thing about uh, Joe Byron, is I think that he, I always, you know, I had a name for DJT, for Donald Trump, it was DJT. Like, DJT! <laughs> so Joe Byron is what we're going with for this presidency. And he, uh, I still, if anybody can tell me what Go Brandon means, I would absolutely love that. Because I still, to this very day, don't even know what that means. But I see it a lot around social media. Anyways, Joe Byron in that clip it said something to the effect of, well, he was one of the great Negro players. And here's the thing. 
It didn't bother me because I think Joe Byron has brain farts. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think when you get to the certain that he listen, he is our oldest president on the record books. He shouldn't get much older than this because after this, you can't even make, at, at a certain age, I know we get our licenses renewed, but at a certain age, like in your 80s, and some of you 80-year-olds are wonderful drivers, so this does not refer to you, but you got to get the test redone. There was a certain time, I remember, in Los Angeles, California, through Santa Monica, I believe, a elderly driver drove through a farmer's market picking up groceries as he ran over folks. And that's not funny, but it's WTF, so I have to give you a visual. And he wasn't maybe picking up groceries intentionally, but he was literally hitting, picking up groceries. It was flying in the air, and so were people. And he was an older, uh, it, they were, I don't know what it was, she or he or they, or them, but it was an elderly person, human. And uh, that began the conversation in California about what age you should redo your driver's test instead of getting it automatically renewed. And I sent all that to come back around to this, that uh, Joe Byron might need to get his Wikipedia news renewed because I think what he did was he took a little snippet from Wikipedia and he goes, oh, Necro, I'll just use that in my bit as I address this legend and it was not not a big deal for me he didn't have evil intent in fact he was acknowledging the great elephant in the room the fact that we had to call I don't know if in the history in America if the whites were ever called Caucasians or the Caucasus or what but uh I think when you start naming things, and I've said this about the variants, right, of uh, COVID, when you start giving it names like Delta, Sigma, Theta, Omega, the, uh, Omicron, then you start to get ownership of it. And so when we got Negro League, we got ownership of it, and then they realized, well, I don't like it, let's make it meaner. And so some, some people, not all people, you have to remember this, not all people of European descent are going to, you know, or otherwise are going to take that word and be abusive with it. It's just, that's not a thing. Not not everybody, not one size shoe fits all. But there are some salt-free ones that are going to use it dangerously. And so the person that slapped that YouTube clip it there for you guys that you heard at the top of this episode for me to go ahead and listen to, I don't know what the intention was at. They said... They didn't put context to it, which is why I clicked on it. Ah, that's what I'm going to do from now on. I'm just going to put it up there. I'm not going to put any context in it. This is going to change the game, guys. I'm not going to say my feelings out there. Number one, it leaves me vulnerable. Number two, no, thank you. I'm just going to slap it up and you do what you do good on it. And that guy didn't. It, I saw Joe Byron and on there. And I thought, that's connecting. So let me just click on that. And that's why that viewership is up. And so that's what I'm going to do. I just figured out my uh, social media kerfuffle. No captions necessary. It's going to change the game for me in 2022. You watch. Up, 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 guys. I'm going up. Upwards, upwards and onwards. Um, this is my, you know, pedestal year here. 
We gotta go move on up. I don't do this just for the fun of it. I do it for the, you know, fancy financially financial freedom. Okay, so let's go. Uh, <laughs> so this is what I felt about uh, that. And, and again, I don't think that Joe Byron really gave us much about who Satchel Page is. So I want to just talk a little bit more and give us a little bit more detail of who Satchel Page is because after this I didn't even realize and I had my great my grandfather played in the Negro League for Chicago uh, for Detroit sorry and I didn't learn much about that when he was alive so I wish I had asked more questions I had an old Negro League baseball jacket from him that I think I gave away which is the stupidest thing ever it's probably worth a lot of money in historical value anyways and uh so silly silly mistakes you make when you're a teenager but uh let's talk who Leroy Robert Satchel Page is um he was born in 1906 baseball started shortly after that I think or just before that and uh he was around till June 8th of 1982 and uh, he was an American professional baseball pitcher who played in the Negro League Baseball and the MLB Major League Baseball. And uh, his career spanned five decades. Yes, he played since he was a toddler until, <laughs> until he was, well, we'll go on to say what age he played at. Because just like Joe Byron, I find it fascinating that he acknowledged the elephant in the room. It's not, what if you didn't know your age and you just kept playing? Ah, it's like, what if you don't test and you just keep living your life? Don't test for COVID. I find it, I find that that applies from time to time and it can apply here. So his uh, career spanned five decades and accumulated uh, his induction into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. And that's pretty incredible. But he was a right-handed pitcher. And he first played for the semi-professional Mobile Ta- Tigers from 1924 to 1926, which means he started playing baseball in his early 20s, late teens. He began his professional baseball career in 1926 with the Chattanooga Black Lookouts and uh, of the Negro Southern League and became the most famous and successful players from the Negro Leagues. On town tours across the United States, Page would sometimes have his infielders sit down behind him and then routinely strike out the side. That's pretty cool. And so, fast forward to age 42 in 1948, Page made his debut for the Cleveland Indians, which is not such a great term anymore. I believe we have changed it. We should change the names if we haven't. But yes, I believe that's on the table. Uh, to this day, so it makes him the oldest debutante in the National League or American League history still. Additionally, Page was 59 years old when he played his last, very final uh, Major League game, which is also a record that stands to this day. Page was the first black pitcher to play in the American League and was the seventh black player to play in the Major League Baseball. Also... Fun fact, in 1948, Page became the first player who had played in in the Negro Leagues to pitch in the World Series. The Indians won the series that year as well, so he played with the St. Louis Browns. From 1951 to 1953, representing the team in the All-Star Game. Oh, that's Congratulations for taking a team 
to、uh, win the World Series.、Uh, so fantastic. Negro player. See, didn't bother me to say that.、Uh, he played his last professional game on June 21st, 1966, for the Pence,、um, Peninsula, Peninsula Graves and,、uh, of Carolina League, and two weeks shy of age 60. <laughs> oh! Goodness! Great! And then, see, Older people looked older back in those days. This guy must have looked ancient. But、uh, he didn't care because he had it figured out. He said, if you don't know your age, you just keep going till you're over it, till you get tired, till you want to sit down and chill and reap the benefits of all the hard work. That's a great outlook. I'm going to do that. I never see my age anywhere. Why? So you can look at me with eyes of.、Oh. Did you have your children so young? Oh no, no. I just want to not know so I can continue going until I reach Joe Rogan's marketing value. That's all. <laughs> also, listen here. Page in 1971 became the first electee of the Negro League Committee to be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So there's that. I, that's who Joe. Byron was referring to, and、uh, again, the use of the word Negro is not bothersome when it's done in a you know age where you could be at some point、uh, dealing with memory time lapse. I don't know if they call that dementia or they call that what they call that, but.、Uh, I'm gonna keep taking my five blended mushroom tea because I know when I get to, you know, to be that age, I might forget too. I've been working on my memory because it was lacking, slacking for a long time because of, well, alcohol use. <laughs> uh, alcoholism runs in my family, and I certainly did indulge until I realized, oh, it never takes away the issues. And it just makes you feel bloated. And because I'm very, very vain about my health and looks, my face being bloated was not something I could continue to stare at every day. And also, never got rid of one of my personal life problems. <laughs> just gave me a hangover. <laughs> it made me have to drink again the next day to clear that up. Look at, listen, y'all. Alcoholism is a real deal. Also, A disease, disease, and you're uneasy when you're not comfortable. It、uh, is that, and、uh, also it can be cured. Number for me personally, I pray to God. I'm not saying Joe Byron has that problem, but I'm saying his memory took him back to using the word Negro, and it doesn't bother me. Now, if he said the hard R and A, I'd be like, but see, it was a.、Uh, It was a white fella that sent me that、uh, tongue in cheek one. And I think sometimes when white people get mad at other white people, they will call you a racist in a heartbeat to get the black people on your side. And so Joe Byron could be a lot of things. And he did make, write a crime bill that seemed highly directed towards the community of black folks and people of color back in the、uh, 90s, 80s, and late 80s and 90s. But.、Uh, I think he's come around. I think 
you know, when Barack Obama chose him to be his vice president, he had to deal in some, ah, no, I take it back. Whenever he said, if you're not, you're not black enough, if you don't vote for me, Joe Byron, let's talk about these things. I think you might need to really remember what era we're in. We're in 2022 right now. It feels like we are back in, uh, when was Hitler president? In the 70s? It feels like that time. It's just because it's weird. Just because there's lots of weird things happening, right? And, uh, (laughs) it's just awkward. It's very awkward referring to the vaccine mandates as Auschwitz and Auschwitz people are not finding that funny because I don't think any of it's funny. I think it's wrong and absolutely bizarre. And I did watch a story on Netflix, speaking of Netflix, about uh, a, a few recounts from people that survived Auschwitz. And let me tell you what, oh, it's not good. And it's not okay to not understand that it was little bits and little bits and little bits. That's what uh, I come came out with with, with that uh, with that documentary is that they got their freedoms bit by bit taken away until they were literally the enemy and they were walked right into gas chambers. It is bizarre. And think about it. Your freedoms don't just leave all at once. It's like the, the frog in the jacuzzi, let's just call it. It boils you over time can't get out. Little bit by little bit, lie a little bit, lie a little bit, lie a little bit, by a little bit. You lose freedoms. And it's all in no, usually noble efforts. Well, you can't go to the bank if you don't have your vax card. You can't go do this if you don't have And then all of a sudden, well, you don't have it. Let's take you and get the people mad enough to get mad at the unvaccinated people. and Put them in gas chamber. And it's not anybody's, you know, fight to do that because you're not God. It's really odd when people, human beings, want to play God. It feels very sketchy. And it feels like a no thank you. However, some people think it's okay. And that's what we're dealing with. In fact, we're dealing with that still right now in regards to the truckers convoy in Canada. It's called Freedom Convoy 2022 or Truckers for Freedoms or No Mac vaccine mandates anywhere and things like that is what I'm finding hashtagged and I agree with the fact that number one things have changed yes names and wordings has changed it's your intent I always say this as well guys I always say do things with intention no matter what you're doing make sure that it's done with intention and Hopefully, that intention is, well, not to harm people. You know, we are going to, as human beings, to be a perpetual, uh, in a perpetual state of learning, right? Growth and things like that. But if our intention is not to harm folks and to, to grow and learn from our mistakes and otherwise, then we'll be in the precipice of good, good things and understanding that, yes. We are learning and we're going. So, you know, essentially use your words wisely, knowing again that that toothpaste cannot be put back in the tube. And also um, take inventory that uh, 
people can use moments for teachable lessons. We all can. When we get it wrong, we can get it right. If we're able to be taught, you know, if we're able to slap down something onto someone's Twitter in response to the Joe Rogan situation. And then I learned that uh, Joe Byron is no different than I thought. He's a little bit time-lapsed. And he's, <laughs> he's got a brain fart. <laughs> he's, a, he's a brain fart. But uh, it doesn't bother me as much as long as I don't feel like he's trying to rewind the clock back and make us lose our freedoms like I believe DJT was really making a go at. And so we do have... Can you believe it? <laughs> wow. We have Joe Biden being his second year of the presidency. We have two more years in 2024 when Donald John Trump will be, I believe what he said on Newsmax, is running for president again. And uh, he insists that people do help him along the way and if they help him again he said he will be pardoning and I think he will I think we're going to be in a different situation this time because Donald Trump saw what he can get away with and when you can get away with what that guy got away with and still have the ability to run for office we are all (laughs) (laughs) we are going to be in a perpetual state of WTF and I will be not uh I will be having a lot of material. I will not this if I'm a hey, if Jesus hasn't come and raptured up the church, which I intend by the grace of God to be involved in, uh, then I'll be here reporting on a lot of stuff because that guy gave me material I just couldn't lack. <laughs> we will have a lot to discuss, hopefully. You know, hopefully, unless he brings back slavery, and in which case, well, 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 no, thank you. You know, Af- Africa is a really beautiful place to live, too, so there's that. And I know that uh, a lot of foreign buyers, I'll just say, have been going to Africa buying up the land. China, I believe, is a big buyer there. But uh, if we, if our people can get there and, and, and live off the land, that's something I would definitely most certainly consider because again one i'm a world traveler i love to travel the world right now i've been traveling the world in my brain and been posting you know destinations that i'd like to visit as soon as it opens up for everybody here's the thing you'll never know if i got vaccinated or not but what i'll tell you is this when everybody can travel that's when i'll travel and until then when everybody can eat in restaurants that's when i will join a restaurant and indulge in food from all the dates I get offered. I've been offered more dates to restaurants these days, and I say, no, thank you. Until everyone can go, I won't go. I shan't go. And it's always, well, well, are you vaccinated? Excuse me, are you my doctor, sir? Uh, I don't think I discuss my status, because you're also not hitting this or getting in this. I'm so it. <laughs> so I keep those things to myself unless I choose to indulge but really truly I'm a in essence more of a person that likes for everybody's freedoms to be intact so I stick 
with the masses. I stand with the truckers for freedom. I don't ever stand with hate rhetoric and racism, that's for sure. I stand with the fact that Joe Byron said Negro and he didn't say the hard R and uh or didn't sing it in a song. Okay? For good measure. <laughs> so, well, you know, that's how I felt about that. And also I stand with this fact that I will be uh, not posting captions when I post on my social media. I'll just let people click when they can. And hopefully that will draw the right person with the right contract fingers to, 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 to write that contract out. I think my contract's going to be upwards of a hundred couple million or more, though. We're moving in that direction, folks. Okay? We talked about a lot of different things, and I've seen it happen already. Let's get those hundred millions plus in my bank account. And that's not just because, you know, I want to be fancy. Lord knows I'll do a lot for this world, uh, uh, given the opportunity. But it's so that uh, I can just breathe. (laughs) I bring the news sometimes just out of breath from the ways of the world. But I remain positive, optimistic, hopeful, and I hope you do the same. And I also remain stayed on the Lord Jesus If you haven't had the chance to, you know, find your faith over fear and your faith in freedoms and things like that, I urge you to find Jesus. That's the way to to get to where you got to go. And all that said, I hope that you have the most wonderful day. Use your words wisely. And uh, if you can, do a lot of good for the world by being a lot of good to yourself and to others and if you're gonna be against the vaccine mandates wear a mask for goodness sake around people just because you look out for other people you don't need to do go that hard in the paint I get it and your mask your choice your face your choice but some people don't feel comfortable with your face and maybe that's just because they've seen people's faces covered up with masks a lot. So you just coming out bare faces, maybe just a little uncomfortable with the trauma. Think about trauma. Just be considerate, for goodness sakes. I get it. Some people are like, hey, you. I, I saw this Instagram video where this actor shamed some passenger train riders about wearing masks. And he went on to call them all sorts of really horrible homophobic words, names, and also uh, call them virtual signalers, signalers, virtual virtue signalers, virtual virtue signaler. Gosh, that is a tongue twister. He he rolled right out. He was drunk. I think when you're drunk, you can roll those things out. It may have flowed a little easier six years ago for me, but, you know, I've been sober. So, <laughs> a virtue signaler. Hey, got to do some tongue exercises to get that one out. But anyways, what does that even mean? Go, Brandon. What does that even mean? <laughs> first of all, no one likes homophobic slurs thrown at them. First of all, let's get that fact straight. And then two, what is a virtue signaler? And why does that have to do with the fact that no one wants your alcoholic breath? He was drinking on a subway train with alcohol. Is that even a, can you do that? So one, that's a strike. Two, and then calling the 
the names he called. It's on TMZ. Check it out if you like. I forget the actor's name, but I'm sure you can find it. And, uh, you know, shaming people for wearing masks because maybe they're just not comfortable looking at other people's face, smelling and breath. If you're me, you have to understand this. Hi, newbies. I don't. I have a keen sense of smell. I can smell your thoughts. I can definitely smell your evil intentions. And it's not my fault. It's how I was born. And so you don't smell good. It's hard for me to deal, right? And so people's mask off in their brain. Yeah, I can smell a lot of people's breaths. So I can smell through their mask. I'm just going to tell you that. That's been a thing the whole time. It's been, it really... Anyways, uh, all that said, let's not smell the people's thoughts through their non-mask. Let's keep our mask on and fight for freedoms if we can. Take your, rip your mask off as soon as you're in your own bubble. And uh, until then, we shall work this out together, folks. We can overcome and get right back to our freedoms. I do believe it. I do believe in humanitarian. I do believe I will not be watching a wink of the Beijing 2022 Olympic Games. That's my thing. You do what you feel is right for you and your families. But the oppression on that land and the humanitarian crisis that is the CCP is not all right with me. Virtue signal that. (laughs) Thank you for joining me on this exciting episode of, well, we kept, need to keep talking about what the N-word means to folks. And it's not nice if it's not used. No, don't, don't use it. Let's change the narrative. Let's be kind to people. Let's learn from our, be, be teachable. You're never too old, no matter how great you are, to be taught how to understand what hurts folks and what you shouldn't, should not say. So with all that said, stick around for the next EP in the coming days, two weeks. You just never know what's going to throw me back into this WTF Landia radio room. But it's your girl, Char Michelle. I love you. Share these episodes with, you know, the guy who owns Spotify so he can write up that contract because I'm really looking forward to it or any other podcast, Amazon. And I was one of the first 100 podcasts to be asked to be released on Amazon. Can we get a check? Amazon, Google, you guys giving up checks. What about you, Apple Podcast? I'm your girl. <laughs> I ain't too proud. Hey, my mom always said, you have not because you ask not. Now, I won't be asking on Twitter, I don't think, anymore, because you can either win or you can lose with that one. Who knows? I don't know what to do. I'll just keep, how about this? I'll just keep doing me and you just keep doing you. But with respect in regards to other folks' happiness and well-being, try to do our best. Later. assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the entire contents and design of this podcast are the property of WTF Landia Radio or used by WTF Landia Radio with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. Except as otherwise provided herein, users of this podcast may save and use information contained in the podcast only for personal or non-commercial 
educational purposes, no other use, including without limitation, reproduction, retransmission, or editing of this podcast may be made without the prior written permission of WTF Landia Radio, which may be requested by contacting WTF Landia Radio. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on this information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice unless unless stated otherwise. The WTF Landia Radio Group does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast. And information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. The third-party materials or, or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion, standards, or policies of WTF Landia Radio. WTF Landia Radio assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness, completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with the applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. Moreover, WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or codes that manifest contaminating or destructive properties. WTF Landia Radio expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to this reliance on or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast.